Welcome to Beyond the Clouds, a Christian podcast. I am Jeff Vincent, a sinner saved by grace, and also your host uh, for the remainder of the podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the weather's got me a little sinusy today, but uh, please overlook that. I do hope that uh, for everyone listening that, uh, that you're having a blessed July. I do know that here in West Tennessee, it's hot, and, and we have received some rain, thank the Lord. Um, you know, we appreciate the fact that uh, God knows all things, and He knows what we need before we ask, and um, thankful for all of His blessings. We're still in revival season. We had a good report from one of our sister churches that uh, they, they've had three saved. Um, I want to give thanks to the Lord for that and give Him honor and glory. Um we don't hear a lot of souls being converted uh, these days, like in days past. But I'm thankful that uh, that God still has the power to draw the lost to repentance. And uh, if he brings them to the birth, uh, he'll sure deliver them. Our God does not fail. I'm thankful today for, for all of his blessings, like I've said. And I still continue to beg your prayers for, for me and my family. Uh, as well as for this podcast that uh, that we would always put the Lord first in everything that we do in regards to it. And uh, it's our goal here at uh, Beyond the Clouds, a Christian podcast, uh, to maybe say something or read something that would uh, stir up your pure mind and, and begin you thinking, uh, dwelling uh, on the goodness of the Lord. Um, we're thankful today that... Uh, yeah, he's with us even when our thoughts are not with him. Uh, he is a faithful father, and uh, he is faithful uh, to every jot and every tittle. Uh, he fails in nothing, and uh, I fail miserably at nearly everything I do. Uh, and without him, I can't do anything. So uh, I've got a thought today that uh, I want to share with you. I don't have a whole lot of notes. Uh, I don't have a, a lot of scripture, but this is just a thought that... Uh, the Lord has, has kind of put on our heart today, so um, just want to talk about that a little bit. And and, and the subject um, the subject today I'm going to talk about is uh, is death. Um, and that may sound a little bit strange, and 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 I'm certainly not trying to be morbid, but you know, death is a is a normal and natural part uh, of the life cycle. Uh, ever since Adam and Eve. Uh, fell in the garden since they fell from grace and and had to take on uh, uh, the the flesh and and had to suffer things that they wouldn't have had to otherwise suffer um, death has come to every human um, that's ever been born with just one or two exceptions in the scriptures but um, it's a natural part of life and I was pondering on this and, and, and giving it some thought. You know, in the world today, 
Um, if you watch uh, any of the primetime news channels or um, the the media that's that, you know on the network television, you know they try to stay away from the subject of death as much as possible. Um, and we see all kind of advertisements um, uh, about drugs that's supposed to help enhance our lives and you know to uh, to listen to all of the commercials that are on TV today and hear them talking about the drugs and what they do, um, you would get the impression uh, that we were never going to die. You know, they talk about diets and living a healthy lifestyle and, and all of these things, and, and, and they, you never hear them talk much uh, about the preparation for uh, that day with each one of us that's waiting on us, uh, everybody under the sound of my voice, um, it's appointed to every one of us to die. That's coming. Uh, now, it shouldn't be nothing for a uh, born-again Christian to fret over. Uh, the day we die is the day we actually start living, those of us that have been born again and believe in a risen Savior. Uh, now, for the folks that are lost and undone, um, that ought to be something that they're thinking about uh, and preparing for it on this side. You know, and I don't think it's an accident today that that the worldview um, and the, the picture that the world is painting is that we are going to somehow live forever, um, that we're not going to die, that we can have a good life. Um, they never mention much about anything else, and, and that's all part of what I'm going to call the devil's plan, Satan's plan. Um, this world, uh, he has the run of it uh, at the moment. Um, the Lord has given him enough power and enough domain uh, for him to go out and, and do the things that he's doing. And this is all um, part of the great deception uh, on Satan's part. Um, if he can get most of the world, including our young people, believing that uh, if they eat right and exercise, and don't get me wrong, there's, there's, uh, there's good things in eating healthy. Uh, but you can eat healthy from the day you're born, and you can exercise, and you can have perfect health. Uh, but I will assure you that at some point in time, uh, the death angel is going to call your name, and you're going to lay down this walk of life, and that's going to be one time you won't be late, and you won't not answer. When the death angel calls us, we will answer. And if we need to be prepared. That is why uh, our Lord Jesus Christ came and hung on the cross uh, that we could prepare. And that's why our Heavenly Father um, sent His Son uh, to be the sacrifice that we could all make preparations and be a part of uh, that heavenly kingdom uh, and be a part of God's family. Um, that's why the church was established. That's, th that's the reason for everything is that we could point lost souls to Jesus. And the day and hour we live in, we can't make anybody take thought. Um, you know, there's times when within myself, I, I, I say to myself, and I just don't understand how the lost can sit uh, under the, the preaching of, of the gospel and not move, but... Um, God can break through them stony hearts, but we have to remember that our adversary is very good at what he does. Uh, and there's more distractions today than we've ever had. 
And um, these young people that are that are coming up that reach the years of accountability, what they see in the world is is a constant diatribe and a constant diet of media uh, that tells them they don't have to worry about that, um, that they can just stay healthy, they can eat right, they can do this, and they can do that. And, you know, I think it's important that we teach our children and our grandchildren uh, about the realities of life and teach them that death is a part of life and that we need to be prepared for that day when it comes. Um, death is just as much a, a part of life as, as those of us that woke up this morning and ate breakfast and got up and went about our day. Um, death is no different than that as far as it being a part of life. That's just how it is. Um, the sin of Adam and Eve uh, uh, made it that way, and that's just how we are today. Now, the thing is, is when I was a boy, um, if we had somebody in the family that died, uh, we all went to the funeral home. Uh, we did the visitation, and, and we sat under uh, the preaching at the funeral, and, and it was, you know, it was normal for us. And today, you know, we've got a lot of parents in the day and hour that we live that don't want their children around no funeral. Don't take them to no funeral. It's going to scare them. Uh, you know, everybody's got their own opinion, but that is part of the biblical and scriptural reality uh, of being alive. We all know, we everyone know that we're not going to live forever in this fleshly body. We know that. But we, we shield our kids from it. Uh, we keep them protected, and, and we don't even like to talk about death in front of them. Um, and I'm not saying we should just uh, take that subject out and, and, and try to scare the kids with it, but we shouldn't shield them from what's part of life. And our children need to understand, and our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, they need to understand from an early point in life, especially if you're looking to their eternal soul uh, and trying to point them to a risen Savior, we need to understand that, that our children and grandchildren need to know that our time in this body on this earth is limited. The Scripture teaches us it is like a vapor, um, or it is like grass that comes up and is green and soon withers away. Um, this life is very short, and our loved ones need to understand this uh, so they can put this in their thoughts um, when the Lord begins to deal with them and show them that they're lost, that there is uh, a finite amount of time in this walk of life, and it's short. Now, the Lord said that uh, today is the day of salvation if you harden not your heart. Um, he promised that he'd send the gospel one time to us, and if we spurn that, we don't have the promise of the gospel ever coming back. So it's important that, that, we, that we teach our children and we don't shy away from letting our family know that this death is a part of life and it's natural and it's coming to every one of us. Now, whatever thoughts you take from that, um, that it's just been kind of uh, on my heart lately. And, you know, the world is not a friend to us. And that may seem like a, a small thing to some of the listeners out there. The, the, but if 
if Satan can, can convince our kids that death's nothing to worry about and they're going to live forever, all they've got to do is take all, this, uh, all these drugs and all this dope that men has made and, and do all these crazy diets and, and, and all of this, uh, these lifestyle changes they, they brag about. Uh, we just need to be uh, we just need to be honest with our kids and let them know that there's a day coming to every one of us. And I may have mentioned this before. I don't know. I know I've 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 said it in in testimony before uh, to churches. And and I remember being a little boy and I had a dream that my daddy died and I had this exact same dream three times. And I told somebody at school about it, and I was in elementary school, maybe second or third grade, and everybody at school said, if you have a dream three times, it's going to come true. And that just tore me all to pieces. I hadn't reached the years of accountability yet. I was a small child, but Daddy come home from work one day, and, and, and Daddy uh, had some surgeries when I was little, and you know he'd come home from work, and he'd lay down and rest while Mama uh, put supper on the table. And a lot of times I'd crawl in there with him and he'd throw his arm out and I'd use his arm as a pillow. And, of course, he knew something was bothering me and he asked me, he said, son, what's the matter? And, I, of course, I broke down crying, as a small child will do, and I told him about the dream and what the kids at school said. And, you know, Daddy told me then, we, we had a discussion right there, and Daddy told me, he said, son, he said, you need to understand that, that every one of us is going to die. He said, me and your mama's going to die, and at some time uh, in, in your life, you're going to die. It, it's appointed to us. That's something that we're all going to have to do. Now, we don't know when. We don't know how. Um, but it is coming, but it's nothing for you to worry about right now. And, you know, the way he explained it to a small child, um, that never bothered me again. I never dwelt on that again. Um and that put me at ease. But when the gospel, uh, when, when God convicted my heart and began dealing with me and showing me uh, my lost condition, um, he also began to show me uh, uh, what was coming um, behind death. And I never will forget this. Brother Randy Blair, um, oh, I love the man. He's been gone for years now, but... Uh, he stood and preached the gospel uh, at Poplar Springs, and, and he preached. Um, he read the scripture and preached about, Behold, a pale horse, and the rider that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. Now, I'm going to tell you, um, the Spirit was in that. The power of God was in that message that he preached that night, and it got down in my heart. And from that point forward, I couldn't close my eyes without seeing that that horse and knowing that death was uh, death was there and that hell was right on death's heels. Um, I couldn't get away from that. And, and I knew we were going to die. And I knew there had to be a remedy. And that remedy was Jesus Christ. I just didn't know how to get there. Um, but thankfully, through the Spirit, the Spirit drew me to repentance, and, and the Spirit gave me uh, the prayer to pray, the uh, prayer of repentance and belief, and the Lord saved my soul. But uh, there's a reality there that, that we need to understand. And, you know, there's we talk about a lot. We, we read the Scriptures in our churches, and, and, and we talk about the new body that we're going to get uh, when we lay down this walk of life. You know, we've got those that are born again. Uh, we've got a new body waiting. 
Uh, this new body will never wear out. It, it's going to be immortal. There will never be a pain. There will never be an ache. Um, it will be absolutely perfect uh, for all of eternity. And, you know, we talk about that a lot, but we don't talk too much most of the time um, about the, the body of the ones that are lost. And, you know, what we need to understand and what our lost loved ones and, and, and our lost people need to understand that when they die, you know, Jesus uh, told about a certain rich man, and we've all heard that scripture, and, and when he died in hell, he lift up his eyes being in torments. And, you know, we know that hell is real. We know that hell is hot. But, you know, uh, when a lost man, woman, boy, or girl dies, uh, they're going to get a new body right then. Now, it's not going to be a body uh, like born-again believers are going to get that's impervious and don't feel pain, that's perfect. Uh, um, no, what they're going to get is on a whole different level. Um, they're going to have a body in hell um, that will burn forever, yet never be consumed. Um, they'll feel every ounce of pain um, that there is. And I believe uh, those nerve endings will be something that we can't even grasp today, the nerve endings in that body, because the rich man said that he was in torments. Uh, torments with an S. It wasn't just he was hot. Uh, he was in torments. And you got to know that there's a stench there with all that burning. And Jesus said, the fire is not quenched and the worm dieth not. And uh, the lost are going to have to have a body. Now, it's going to last for eternity. That's what they don't seem to understand until the Spirit deals with them and this gets real down in their hearts, what they don't understand is they're going to have a body that will burn forever uh, and never be consumed. There's never going to be an end to it, and you will feel that pain around the clock 24-7 and be on fire. The Scripture says it's outer darkness. Now, we can't even start to imagine what that place is going to be like, but I'm going to tell you, uh, it's a place of eternity, and it's a place of, a place of pain and suffering uh, that's never going to end. Now, when we begin to think about eternity and, and life eternal, we can't get a grasp on eternity because our minds can't comprehend it. But there's going to be time no more. Uh, you know, the scriptures say that there's an angel prepared to put one foot upon the land and one foot upon the sea, and declare that time shall be no more. Now, our God in heaven, uh, He is a timeless God. Uh, he always has been, and He always will be. And we can't comprehend that in this flesh. But the lost souls that go to hell will be uh, given a new body that will withstand it all, but yet you'll feel all of the pain and the misery and you'll not get away from it the rest of your days. Now, Jesus spoke a lot in parables in the Scripture, but the, the, the account of the rich man, that was not a parable. Uh, Jesus said there was a certain rich man. Uh, Jesus knew who this man was. Uh, Jesus knows who you are today. He knows all of our lost. Uh, nothing is hid from his eyes. 
uh, he knows the, the deepest depths of our hearts today, right where we stand uh, between the living and the dead. And we just need to be uh, honest with our families and our children uh, and, and, and don't shy away from teaching them that this life has a beginning and it has an end in this flesh. Um, the only way we can have life now, hell ain't no life. Let me let me just clarify that right now. Uh, hell is not a life. Hell is a is a continual suffering death sentence, but you will never die there. Um, death will never find you in hell. It's eternal, and there's no getting away from it. And that's not life. Uh, that is uh, that is a, a constant state of suffering and death. Uh, and you'll never get out of there. Now, when you talk about heaven, that's life eternal. Uh, we will live. Uh, we will live in a way that we can't imagine right now either. Um, there won't be even be no sunshine up there. Uh, there won't be any sunlight rising like we have here uh, on earth today. Uh, we won't even have that. The scripture says that Jesus himself will be the light of that city. Um we can't start to comprehend it, but the new body that Christians are going to have there, uh, there'll be no sorrow, there'll be no pain, there'll be no death. And, you know, what a lot of lost people don't understand today is that once God wipes the tears from our eyes uh, in that heavenly city, uh, we're not going to be given the lost of thought anymore. Uh, and somebody said, well, why you say that? Well, the scripture is pretty plain. There's not going to be no sorrow in heaven. And I believe that when God himself wipes the tears from our eyes, we will not be sorrowing over our lost loved ones. And I believe that that, that will be cast um, into the sea of forgetfulness. I don't think we'll ever think about them again. Our thoughts are going to be on, on uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we'll be bowing at the, at the feet of a holy God saying, glory, glory to the Lamb. Uh, it's going to be wonderful there. Um, and that body's going to last forever. But we don't need to shy away from, from teaching our family this. And I'm thankful that uh, for the reality that's left. Um, you know, a few years ago, the generations before us, it seemed like that they passed it down stronger than we're passing it down. And, you know, that falls on us. Uh, this is not God's fault. Um, there is no fault in a holy God, and he's got the same power uh, as he ever had. And he's still got the same uh, will. And that will is to, that everybody should come to repentance and be born again. Um, that's the will of the Father, that all be converted and their sins be blotted out. And I'm thankful today that I am in that number. Um Brothers and sisters, I've gone about as far as I feel to go with this, but uh, think about this. You know, think about with your family and, and, and your, your children or your grandchildren or even your great-grandchildren. You know, um, there's some things in this world we do need to shield them from, but, uh, but knowing that we're going to die and death is part of life, that's just an honest truth. And, you know, they need to understand that. 
when the Lord begins to deal with them, when they reach the years of accountability, they need to know without a shadow of a doubt that, that this life, um, it has an expiration date on it. We don't know what that date is, but we know it's got one. Um, brothers and sisters, y'all be much in prayer for us uh, in this effort. Um, we, uh, we don't know what to do except the Lord were to direct our footsteps and, and direct us in this. And, and we just beg that you'd continue to pray for us. Um, and we do still have revivals going on. County Lines Revival is coming up. Um, I believe it's going to start uh, next Sunday night. Not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. Uh, be much in prayer for that. Uh, be much in prayer for Brother Trent and, and Brother Spurgeon. Um, that they could come and, and just be obedient to the Lord. And let's pray that the church will get in the shape it needs to be in. And, you know, we can't just declare revival. God's got to send a revival. And uh, let's just pray that, that, that the Spirit works on the hearts and minds of, of the whole congregation. So when the Lord sends the revival, we'll be ready to, to work and labor. And we can see souls uh, added to the church such as should be added. Uh, brothers and sisters, pray for us. Um, I hope that all is well with you and yours. Uh, until we meet again, may God bless and keep you and yours. And again, this is Jeff Vincent. And until next time.